2: We're going to take a quick break to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Miss your chance to bet on the Chiefs and Niners? Well, fear not, listener. Blue Wire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and the Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Plus, it's never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to retrieve 50% off a welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up. It's super easy. And if you're making wagers, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up on betonline.ag. Bring your best bets with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
1: welcome welcome welcome
2: to the hippie podcast i'm your host Arn carlo navas and with me today now producer co-founder brian Goins. the wedding is approaching he is preparing he's preparing his lovely lovely ceremony but instead with me today is our statistician and professional photoshopper christian hernandez
3: oh what's up it's been a while
2: it's been a while got lots to talk about today we have our statistician and pun master nikars duncan hello and we also have our anime lover and professional photoshopper, Brass Jazz. I don't want
4: to be here.
2: <laughs> Your face, man, before you said that. So, we had actually like a really fun show planned about the outlook of the season and what we thought of the trades and everything. And with about, I want to say like around 8.34 or something, I don't know, like r- right before the third quarter ended, to puts in the chat, and he's like, you guys want to just start this podcast? Like, I don't really, you know, I don't really think the Cavs can do this. And I was like, "Ah, oh, let's just wait till like, midway through the fourth. Let's see how this goes. The guy's was like, yeah, it seems like it's over. And, and ooh-wee, he had three field goals in the fourth quarter. Nothing worked. Uh, Igudala couldn't sniff the floor in the fourth quarter, which was interesting. Um, I don't even know.
3: Christian, where the hell do we start? I don't know. I went to have dinner. I was like, "This game is in the bag. I don't really need anything else to learn from this game." You know, I'm. I think I'm ready for this podcast. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch. We were watching a little NCIS. You know, while we had some dinner. (laughs) Some Mark (laughs) Harmon. Yeah, and then you know, Mark Harmon legend. Uh, You know, we come back and all of a sudden the Heat are only up three, and from there they still found a way. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. was on a tear from what I saw at the end. Uh, great night from him, uh, and then it looks like just about every guy on the Heat lost their legs, which is you know something to look out for because obviously Duncan starting off five of five is great, but ending the game zero of four is less than ideal.
2: Some of the shot selection by Duncan, like the, some of the stuff they were running, it, just...
3: those those shots in the second half, they were some of them were forced, and they were definitely not in like the comfortable position that he likes to be when he takes off. So just a lot of awkward releases in the second half. Um, they weren't running offense for him. It was
2: more like when everything went bad in the play, it's like duck and please shoot. Yeah, I, I'm and fine it's... with
4: him. I'm fine with him getting a green light at home whenever he wants to shoot, but not away, especially no, okay not late in it. games. I don't know, man. It's it hasn't been great.
3: I mean. What? How, what do you mean? It hasn't been great. No, no, no. He has. He has. <laughs> no. no he's been like. Me- no. He has been, been great. Hasn't no, been no. 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 Great? No. No.
4: Duncan, Duncan. is great. But I'm saying uh, historically, the season on the road, especially if they're you know coming from behind or it's it's he you know he's way better at home than he is on the road. Am I wrong? Oh, no. No.
3: No. No. I mean that that's fair. And that's that actually, what I'm talking about. That applies I'm for a saying lot of the young guys.
4: The, the, the right. The fourth. Guys. The fourth quarter was going off a fucking cliff. And they couldn't make anything. What, they made like three of 16 shots or something? I mean, they, 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 was, it, was, it was horrific. Horrific. And then, yeah, and then just to see, you know, Duncan just sort of chucking up stuff. I mean, it was desperation, but it's like, man, I, I, I'd I much rather, the, you know, just drive be driving to the basket, you know, and try to get fouled. But, you know, whatever.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I'm just watching the timeline, and it is just melting down, melting, obviously. Melting. But it is, it's like... Why are people panicking right now? Like they blew a 19 point lead. You know, it's the one thing that has really been fundamentally different about this year's heat team. The bad defense. No, I mean that. Yeah. Okay. That too. But the other thing is Jimmy Butler, especially when he's on the court, the Heat do not let teams drop these runs on them. The kind of runs that were just hampering them for the last like three, four years is really just showed that we're not more than a mediocre team. Like good teams don't get run on like that. And Jimmy is always the guy that is there to draw a foul or to get like a tough bucket when the things aren't going well. And that's something that's really helped this team low key this season. And, even though Jimmy's struggled a little bit lately, especially compared to how he was doing in the beginning of the season, his presence is 100% missed right now.
2: the okay, that's what you got.
1: Uh, I guess my counter to that is that the Heat shouldn't have
3: needed Jimmy Butler in this game. Yeah, nope. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair, but, yeah. you know. No, no, you're fine. Mean, I meant more in general, beyond this game. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I got you. That's fair. But um, first, give some credit to Cleveland, more specifically, Larry Nash. Yeah. Jr. Once they, never, never. Know, they sized up and put him at the three. Um, he pretty much erased Duncan Robinson on one end and then just put him under the basket on the other end. And he just did not have a counter to that. I was a little surprised they didn't go back to Kelly Olynyk because you could at least get some similar spacing on the offensive end with him. And you don't just have a an easy mismatch to pick up on the other end.
4: Why do you think so they, they, they took – I mean, Olynyk played 15 minutes tonight. And you know his plus minus was at 12. Why why do you think they they pulled him like that?
1: I have no idea. Like the only thing I could think of would be defense because he was obviously he was lighting it up offensively, not down a couple of deep threes. Um, just the general space and he provided was valuable. I'm not sure why Spo didn't go back to him. And I I hope someone in the media asked him about that specifically. It was odd just not seeing Kelly at all. I mean the game was in hand through three quarters, so in theory. He wouldn't have been needed anyway. But once things started getting tight, especially with Chris Silva in, and just kind of tanking things on both ends of the floor, you would think that Spoke would go back to Kelly Olenek at least to throw out a different look. But he just didn't. It's weird.
2: He has not looked good. So like I know that plus minus doesn't tell the whole story, but like Crowder minus eighteen, Dragits minus seventeen, Nigadala minus thirteen, Silva minus thirteen, like that. You know, and it's really it's really upsetting when the two guys that you trade for um, are just not having it uh, on, a, on a road game that you need. And Nigadala specifically and, and Nikias, we've talked kind of when the Jay Crowder um, re- regression would hit and mm-hmm. apparently it was today. And, uh, you know,
3: it, it was in the fourth quarter in overtime specifically. Fucking <laughs>
2: spectacularly like the regression hit. Um, You know, it kind of reminded me of, remember JJ's really hot shooting for like a week? And yes. then the <laughs> regression hit nasty?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Iggy, Iggy, not seeing the floor late. I think is kind of concerning. The fact that he just hasn't looked good, especially today, like when you really needed some stops or whatever, and and kind of do matchup I, stuff. I, it's concerning.
3: I, I get it's early, but it's early. Uh, it it's uh, I cannot. The extension is really the bigger thing. Like I don't know. It doesn't it seem like right now, if anybody, they should have given the extension to it, it's Jay Crowder.
4: Yep. Yeah.
5: I mean the. Yeah, but I
4: mean, none, I don't think it, most of us wouldn't have really expected that, right? I mean, I, I, mean, people here included weren't, you know, excited about Jay Crowder really being on this team.
3: No, of course. Yeah, no, that was definitely not the expectation. But now that we've seen a couple weeks of action, like, what do you honestly see? In dollar or Jay Crowder? Oh. In both. Like just comparing each level each of their levels of contribution. Obviously Jay Crowder's been on fire, so this is probably it's hard an unfairly to high yeah. yeah, it's it's unfairly high expectation for him to continue that.
4: Yeah, Justice didn't fucking die for this.
3: <laughs> they uh they switch a lot more on
2: defense now, which I like, but it hasn't yeah. really seemed to help. I did notice that they just won't switch Drogic. Um, And even like they'll switch off screen stuff at times. But if it's Dragic or Duncan, they just won't, especially if Bam's in the drop scheme. Um, But I mean, Dragic is still getting picked on even then, like because, you know, uh, Tristan kind of goes under the basket and Bam had to kind of stay by him. Um, The Heat, by the way. So I was looking at some numbers. The Heat are the second best rebounding team in the league. However, when they're in the clutch, that drops into like the 20s in rebound rate. Uh, which is really concerning. And part of that is they're going small. And, like, today was an issue too late in games. Like, I know that they tied the game on an offensive putback. But, like, late in the game, like, the rebounding is an issue. And in the in clutch situations,
1: they're, they're like, bottom of the league. Yeah, they're – I think overall it's a good thing that they're going to BAM at the five the close out games. I think that's where they're going to be at their best. But when BAM's at the five, your four is Derrick Jones Jr., who can jump high, but he's pretty slight. Um, we've seen Jay Crowder at the four. He's a tough guy, but he's six six. Um, if they st- if they do stick with two bigs, which you didn't see tonight, but if you get Bam and Kelly out there on the floor together late, Kelly's not a good rebounder either. So I do think that's probably going to be where Miami can be picked on, and Cleveland exploited that again. They went Larry Nance Jr. at the three tonight, and, and they just kind of they just kind of mashed Miami on the glass in the fourth quarter and overtime.
2: A team like Philly can do that too, which is concerning because like that's their most probable first round opponent so like you look at something like today and you're like oh like that's where philly can really i know miami has been really good against them lately but mm-hmm. where they, they can get exploited is there. kind of not letting miami downsize to the lineups they
4: like and they're about to go on a run without ben simmons
3: <laughs> they are beat up. what did he have 50 today you know I, I have nothing real to support this but i really think they miss myers leonard also I mean the lineups with him are really good the bam myers combo is is really good i think they're like Mm -hmm. plus
2: a lot per 100.
3: yeah i mean it's not even like obviously he's not really you know uh, more than an average defender uh but he does he's got a lot of size and he does like can he can eat up passing lanes he can make it difficult for you know offenses to get into certain looks and obviously he spreads the floor pretty well so He really is just such a good fit around a lot of these guys that I feel like his presence is missed. And also just because of the kind of attitude I think he has too. I think that's one of those intangible things that's hard to really quantify. So when they're on the floor together,
2: they're plus seven in about almost 800 minutes. So a net rating of seven. The defense is at 107. Offense is at 114. So it's it's pretty good on both ends. Um, Bam without Leonard is only plus four. In about 1200 minutes so almost yeah th- that's kind of that's kind of funny to look at that we're we concerned better with Myers than without
4: are we, are we concerned about Bam hobbling at the end of the fourth or actually that was overtime right that was overtime I
2: mean he's a sturdy guy. I mean it didn't look too bad I mean he he, he stepped on was it Collins ankle or, or, or it was KBG. And, dude Spo looks haggard in this uh, post game press conference oh my god you sure? He should he looks, mean, he looks rough, man. I, I, he looks I, I, like he I, just went through a breakup. That's what Spoke looks like right now.
4: After all the shit, he was talking about Cleveland and uh, Wade's event this weekend, too. Thank
2: God they didn't do this on Saturday. God, good God, could you imagine?
1: That's oh, <laughs> awful.
2: Could you have imagined? By the way, Brass, to your point that you made earlier, Duncan at home, mm-hmm. as a shooter, 50%. On the road, 37 so still good, mm-hmm. not just Nova.
4: <laughs> not, but yeah, but my point is they just I mean they just let it fly oh, yeah. at, at the end um, of games. And he's and I you know, I do want to clarify what I said before. I'm not a Duncan is an no, yeah, unbelievable shooter. But I'm saying that the difference between home and away is is still pretty significant.
2: Um I I I've, I've read a tweet. What are they
4: 2 and 6 since the trades? Since Justice Winslow's no longer in the game. Yeah, since,
2: yes, uh, since Winslow's departure from the Heat. And I, I don't really hell know. hell of a stat. hell of a stat. Two, two and six, tweeted by at Dave. Oh, Dave. He, he hasn't missed a, a shot. That Dave Just... got mad. Oof. Dave. <laughs> God, you love him or hate him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Correct. Great guy. Uh, great guy. Yeah, so like, I, I don't really know. They're, they're eight games into this new era, post-trade deadline Heat. Mm-hmm. And I just, it looks bad, but they had a really long road trip. They're kind of injured. Um, you know, the guys, especially Igudala, probably doesn't have his legs under him yet. They even had a, a whole week off in the middle of that to throw everything off. I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Like, I, I really—they don't look good. I like some of the stuff that they're doing defensively, like in theory, but it's just not working. That loss of the Hawks is they have had like a couple losses recently that are in the running for worst loss of the year. I mean, Nikaias, you've said before, like nothing's gonna come close to
3: that Washington loss without Beal. <laughs> you lose to Garrison Matthews, man. Garrison Matthews, man. That's <laughs> it. That's the, that's the worst loss of the season. And they got bopped. It wasn't like. It wasn't like close. Like they yeah, got never even They got fucking
2: trounced. At least this game they were up by a lot.
1: Yeah, and I think that makes it feel worse at the end, but yeah, you get trounced by a no build. There's no
3: No uh Ish Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Ish there. Didn't he score like twenty points that night? Did he? I don't I don't I, I don't it was it I just was a... always assume any time that he take a bad loss that Ish Smith dropped twenty points and <laughs> eight rebound and eight assists on let us. Let me tell you something about Ish that Smith... is that's what always happens.
2: There's a thirty oh. for thirty to be done on fantasy owners and Ish Smith and how he has changed the seasons. Let me tell you about that guy will fucking put up numbers. <laughs> let me tell you.
1: Legend. Just, but I guess to your overall uh question, what to take away from this. Uh I don't know if there's really anything to take away. if It kind of reinforces what Miami's issues are. Um, Obviously, Jimmy's out, but secondary creation is still an issue. Um, Miami trusted Kendrick Nunn a lot, and he pretty much had a – I mean, he was pretty hot and cold. He looked awful in the first half. He looked fantastic in the third quarter and then made a multitude of mistakes in the fourth quarter that led to Goran Dragic closing things out. So you don't really have the trust there. Goran Drogage, as good as he is offensively, isn't a guy that can create separation without a screen. And once, you know, Cleveland sized up a little bit, you saw Kevin Porter Jr. on him sometimes. Um, Even when they ran pick and rolls, they were switching. Tristan Thompson was on him. He couldn't blow by Tristan Thompson. So that was there. Obviously, there's no Tyler Hero either, so he couldn't even be there to take some pressure off. And beyond that, uh, it would have been nice to see Bam get a little more aggressive in the fourth. But... I mean, there just a lot of size for him to deal with and the floor was cramped once you had Jay Crowder missing everything. Um, there was the size on the perimeter, so there were really no passing windows there. And then once you bring Andre Iguodala in the game, they're just not guarding him. So it wasn't really much room for Bam to operate either.
3: I mean, that's that's the biggest issue with, with Andre so far. It's that if if teams basically know that he's just looking to pass, it, it makes things easier once the ball gets in his hands because they can – they kind of know what to do, and it won't really hurt them, and it'll most most likely, you know, pass it to another action. So it's, I just worry about that. He's got to really be able to knock down shots when they need to. It, mm-hmm. And
2: it's it's kind of concerning because they already play Jimmy, who's well documentedly not a good shooter, especially this season. And Bam doesn't take him. So like you exacerbate the issue where you have three guys on the floor that are either won't take a three point shot or not good three point shooters. So. But their offense hasn't been the issue. So, like, we say this stuff about the offense. And, like, yeah, maybe tonight, like, they had some, some trouble scoring in the fourth quarter getting field goals or whatever. Um, but the defense, I mean, since the trade, they have a 113 defensive rating. It's just awful. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. Which um, ball is... Oh, you go
1: ahead,
2: Christian. I was
3: going to say, because I actually only recorded a few stats for this. But one of the ones that I did was that uh, so far this season, the Heat's defensive rating has gotten worse Every single month.
2: They start off you, awesome.
3: Yeah. Like they start off great uh, with a 99.3 defensive rating in October, but by December they were at 111.1. 1, and in February, right. As of before tonight, they were at 111.7. I don't know if it's going to go up or not. It's probably is going to go up a little bit, but yeah.
2: It's concerning. Like, and, and it's very concerning. I don't know if they have enough internally to fix it. I don't know. I don't know if they have anything schematically they can do. I don't know if it's just a matter of getting Myers on the floor and just kind of playing, tinkering with lineups a little bit. But I just I don't know if they have enough.
4: We also have no timeline on anybody.
2: (laughs) It's nobody. The butchers.
4: Jimmy, we have no idea. I mean, again, hopefully everything's all right there. Jimmy's not injured though. It's uh. No, he's not. But we have we literally have no idea what it is. Can't even guess what it is. And then and you know and what Myers and Tyler just got out of a walking boot like today. It's not great. But, like, in terms
2: of Tyler, like, Tyler's not helping your defense. Like, not yet. Know. He's not at that level yet. Like, he's a guy who gets in the picture rebounding and, like, he'll help a little bit. But I don't think he's enough of a difference maker uh, that, that like, this is directly correlated to him. Because the offense hasn't really been the problem. Like, tonight is a night that he could have helped you. He's a guy that's not scared that can get you a bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like how much How much better is Myers really going to help you? Like, yeah, you know, okay, he's important to what they do, but how much is that worth and is that enough to... We've said this before on the show for a while. Like, they've been playing about 500 basketball um, for pretty much since mid-December. Their point differential has been about that. Um, they've gotten really lucky winning overtime games and close games, and it's really catching up to them.
3: And I think uh,
1: bringing Myers back is going to be, I guess, addition by subtraction a little bit. Playing Myers means you're not going to get Chris Silva out there. And if mm-hmm. Kelly Olynyk continues to be a problem defensively, he's not going to be out there much either. So I do think that helps a little bit. As you mentioned, Tyler Hero would have helped tonight once Miami went dead cold early in the fourth because that would have been him in there to start the fourth. That would have just been the normal rotation pattern there. So him getting a couple of jumpers probably would have stopped the bleeding enough to where Miami could eat this out. But... um. Yeah, even with the deadline deals, Miami has been switching more. hasn't necessarily been successful. Um, you can tell there. There's definitely a focus for them to try to keep things in front with more switching. Um, they're playing more drop. You're not seeing as much as many traps or as much zone as we saw earlier in the year. That's so I, good
2: though, because the zone stuff was just getting ridiculous. Like they were just getting torn to
1: shreds. Yeah, yeah. I think what you're seeing now schematically, um, some drop with more switching mixed in. I think that's what you're going to see in the playoffs. So I do think – because I thought it was pretty odd that Miami just flat out didn't trap Trey Young in that game. Yeah. That's, that's kind of been their game plan against them. So I do think Spoh just trying to see what he has in that. So from that perspective, I'm not really concerned with the result is more so the process. But even with those deals, it didn't really solve Miami's primary issue. you got more suitable defenders, but you still don't have a guy that you really trust at point of attack outside of Jimmy Butler. And if he's pretty much controlling the offense, I mean, that's going to be a lot of strain on him once the playoffs come around.
2: The other issue is that they don't really have guys that they don't have enough plus defenders that they can throw out at once that doesn't neuter the offense. Like there was a I mean, the tweeted it out. He said Iggy over Duncan was a decision that somebody made. Right. Like but, you know, Duncan's also getting picked on on one end. And so like Goran is, was attacked at the end. Goran was hunted tonight and he is mm-hmm. so very frequently. But what can you do? Like, they don't have anybody else. So, like, you have to put, like, either guys that hurt your offense or that hurt your defense, and you have to live with the result. and they don't have enough two-way guys that they can put on the court at once.
1: It's going to be a big stretch for Kendrick Nunn.
2: They don't have five guys that they can put out there that are two-way guys that can play together. That's true. They, they don't. Like, there's not a lineup that they can put out there that is five capable defenders and offensive players. Like, that's an issue. Like, they've been really overachieving despite that fact. But, like if if Iggy's not going to be that guy and if if you know what I mean like Jay Crowder maybe if if he if he continues the offensive play that he's doing but still like they, they don't have five guys
3: um Ira Winderman just tweeted out quoting bam saying he said it can't get worse than this oh but it did bam <laughs> I and mean, i was gonna say do we think that it can get worse than this because i mean especially if you know god forbid that jimmy's out much longer i mean another thing that we haven't really talked about much is tyler hero's injury the heat are always very vague about injuries but he's been out for a while now and there's still no timetable six
2: to him. eight weeks man i'll never quack. forget quack
3: you know quack quack these games are starting to uh to add up a little bit and you and you start to wonder brass do you
2: remember that when dion went out and we we reported that he was going to be out six to eight weeks and he put on that little song and dance so there's no timetable and magically dion never saw dion again that season we had it first i mean like they're like that that's who they are like they play injuries very close to the vest they don't really say much and i don't know <laughs> questions man it's a lot of questions I I don't want to I don't want to hit the panic button on the season yet cuz like I still as bad as they've looked I do think that they're not this bad. Like I've been I've been critical of how they're playing a little bit above their level but they are not this. This is not who they are. I don't think it's fair to say this is who they are. I think people like being apocalyptic, you know what I mean, it's like if they play Indiana they'd beat Indiana in the playoffs. Like let's like let's get over this guys. And they're going to have a, a good series against the Sixers especially if they get a home seed. They just have to really like pick up the pace again, but like I think people kind of go t fans are like too you know they they swing too much. They're either like way too panicky or they're way too cocky. like what they need really to be feeling
3: to something at all times. It's oh they they can't just be like oh, okay, that is not acceptable on on Twitter, apparently. You either have to be super happy that you're harassing people with your happiness or you're lashing out at everyone because you're not happy.
2: So their, their upcoming schedule is kind of interesting. So they're going to have Minnesota on Wednesday at home, which is a, win, a very winnable game considering how good they are at home. Uh, then they have the Babs at home. They have the Nets, the Bucks, the Magic, the Pelicans, uh, which is, you know, none of those games are going to be particularly easy, even though that the Magic are not great, but they've always played the Heat tough and same with Brooklyn that they just lost to. Uh, then you kind of get an easy Wizards, Hornets, Knicks, Bulls, stretch before the Bucks, Bulls, Pacers, Thunder nuggets right so like it it, the schedule is going to sway a lot and it's going to get kind of tough and to close out the year they're going to get you know the celtics hornets and raptors so like it's rubber meets the road time right like if they're really going to make a push to keep that four seed i think the three seed's probably out of play at this point i do think that to beat philly you're going to want that that home seed Mm -hmm. so like these injuries have to disappear like rather quickly because I don't know. They're half a game above Philadelphia for the five spot.
4: If um, we can get home court for the playoffs, I can be totally convinced to be cocky going into it. If not, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I still think we're going to win whoever we play, but a boy, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel good about it. I, like th- their schedule is like kind
2: of medium ish. They have some easy, some, some hard games. Um, I, I'm I'm concerned but not too concerned. I, I I probably think they keep the four seed. I just think they figured this out. Like they're this is too much of a funk. Like they're just not this bad. And they
3: they've been missing Jimmy.
2: They've been missing Jimmy. I mean the Jimmy yeah. stuff I mean the, the Hawks, they weren't missing Jimmy for the Hawks, which is just like they've oddly piled on like these just horrid losses. That's
3: a good point.
2: You know what I mean? And in the beginning of the season, I mean, we're not too far removed from them playing the Clippers awesome before Jimmy got hurt. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm.
1: yeah i think overall like obviously this stretch isn't great but overall you got to maintain some level of perspective like this really is still a like, house money season for the heat mm-hmm. like they were not supposed to be i mean i guess from what, the what, what was,
3: was the over under wasn't the over under like forty three or forty five? Yeah, it was. It was. I think like yeah, just over five hundred. They're still
2: on a fifty two win pace, by the way. Like, I just want everyone to understand that after yeah, tonight, they're like, still on a fifty two win pace.
3: The most important thing at this point, if they want to make any kind of a run, is to get as many people healthy by the end of the season. That's mm-hmm. the priority. I think yeah, the like four is if, important. If like, Bam is to be even slightly hobbled after whatever happened tonight, they should just sit him next game. Yeah. Like, the health is the most important thing. I, I really don't think they're going to lose enough games going down the stretch to be at worst the sixth seed. No, right? I
4: mean,
2: I even think the sixth seed's out of play for them. I, I think they're going to be the four or the five seed. I, I think it's just going to – I mean, in Indiana's been just – Oh, wait, and didn't balling. they just
3: lose Lamb? Yeah, they just yes. lost Lamb. A really yeah, cool man, ca- that's, that's catastrophic a
2: catastrophic What did he get, like four things wrong in his knee, nikai
1: it was a it was an acl a meniscus um oh god something else. but yeah he, he's done for a while kind of reminded me of livingston
2: like just that kind of like just piling on on top of everything it's oh god you kind of hope that he kind of gets well soon because he's a really good player yeah I, I don't really think they get to the four seed to, to the six seed i think they, they're they going to be with that four or five kind of zone for the rest of the year um I want to talk a little bit of positivity because we've been really down on them and deservedly. So, Uh, but Saturday was a lot of fun and we haven't really pottered about that. And Christian, you were in the building. I know you got to go soon, but uh, what was it like being there? Like how the the good game against the caps.
3: Oh, i I mean, it was awesome. The, the building was filled to capacity. I know because it was a little bit warm, um you know i I think i think they're usually always prepared for about you know 85 90 full but that thing was packed to the brim with people with all kinds of you know like the amount of people that were down like floor side was way larger than usual it felt like a playoff game like the entire environment felt like a playoff game that first quarter was insane the, the level of noise in that crowd Oh yeah, I mean, just the way the team played in the first half was incredible, and then you know it got topped off obviously by Dwayne giving an incredible speech. You um, know, obviously it was a, just the perfect consummation to his career. You know, just the way that it went, it was beautiful all the way through. You know, I went
2: on um I went on lockdown last night. Friends at locked on heat David Ramil and David asked me if I felt that this has been kind of self-indulging for Dwayne, like kind of narcissistic a bit. To have oh a my God, it is. No,
3: no, no, don't get me wrong. It's been so over the top. I was talking to my friend who I went with to, to the event, but it's like, it feels like we've been doing the same thing for like a year and a half now. But isn't it great? I mean, it is great. It, don't get me wrong. It's great. But like, I, this better be it for at least like a couple years.
2: I thought maybe the documentary showing was like, that was the drop that overfilled the bucket. I heard not a lot of people went to that. I also. I heard that was a and Dwayne went to address the crowd and everything, and the director showed up, so like it was a thing, and it was mostly empty apparently. When is he eligible for the Hall of Fame?
3: Uh, Isn't it five years?
1: Yeah, I think it's
2: five. If I'm not mistaken. I think it's five years, right?
3: Okay, great. So Hall of Fame time comes around. We can do it all again. And the uh, statue, which
4: happens first, does he
2: get a oh, statue? This,
3: no, the statue's got to come way before that. Are you kidding? The well,
4: are they going to so- do? Are they going to do a ceremony for Dwayne Wade Boulevard? Oh, we, <laughs> let me tell you we have a couple more events. We're going to milk the hell out of this. <laughs>
2: Legend, dude. Dwayne's a content machine. Even past retirement.
4: Do you guys watch the uh, documentary? I have not yet. I'm really excited, though. I hear it's amazing. Did yeah, you watch, I watch it? it? I I did. I watched it today. Oh yeah, so you haven't seen it yet. Did no, no, don't? I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it today. What oh, was yeah. what
3: was your favorite part?
4: <clears throat> um, my favorite part was how they just fast-forwarded over certain parts of the timeline. <laughs> 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 what are the odds
2: What are the odds that Deicus watches this documentary?
1: I'm I am definitely going to check it out. I would oh, you are. To, I would love yeah, to
4: hear your yeah. take. I it's fascinating though. I mean, there is not one mention of like his injury history or, you know, his knee, none of that. Nothing. They didn't nothing. cover
2: the knee stuff? Nope. Really? Not nope. the Indiana thing? That's, like, the nope. thing I'm most so, interested so in. If
4: you, so, if you are watching that and you don't know anything about Dwayne, you are, like, by the time it comes where the Heat don't pay him in 2016, and, you know, you're just, like, livid. You're like, oh, my God. You know, That's meanwhile – like, The timeline was, though. Sure. I, I mean, you know, we all know how that played out, and but uh, – I don't know. I just thought that was really weird. They went from LeBron leaving to to saying, oh, we made it to you know one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals to, boom, they didn't pay me. And it, it, that all happened in, like, <laughs> two minutes. So, really? I don't they know. Cut,
2: they cut out the Kyle Lowry half-court shot? How dare they?
4: Normally, those documentaries, you're like, uh, it was a little long. I, I feel like they could have added another 40 minutes of this. <laughs> <when they laughs> There's a back. whole
2: chapter in between that they missed. Come on, Dwayne. <laughs>
4: Yeah. You know and it's funny because it was, like, it was really think, it was really
2: good though I I, I enjoyed it um you know I was, I was talking to somebody today about how I I think him kind of leaving and coming back is part of like the greatness of the story Christian and, and I know you were there for first game back and the the game winner against Philly but like um and I, I've said this a couple times and even tweeted it but for him to leave right and then for kids like the, those kids at Stoneman Douglas that went through that awful tragedy and for one of the young men who died to want to be buried in Dwayne's jersey, uh, that kid's not old enough to remember two thousand six, right? So like he doesn't know Dwayne the way we know him, right? And then for Dwayne to leave and come back, and for him to feel those feelings for him, even though that he's not really old enough to get the whole scope of it, mm-hmm. and that's really that's really powerful. For him to leave and come back, and for people to love him just as much, and for and I saw a lot of this on the timeline last night that. When does an athlete ever look out for himself over the interests of the fan base and the fan base goes, "No, no, no, you're right, Dwayne. Riley's wrong here. You they're wrong for not paying you. You're totally right for leaving." And when he comes back, it's gravy. Everyone like when does that happen?
4: Yeah, that's that's really rare. I mean, the the comments from Riley in the documentary are really, you know, pretty touching. I mean, he totally admits fault and and, you know, he takes that and you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, but they both on, on both ends, uh, regret their decisions, I think. And, um, but you know, interesting going back to the Stoneman Douglas thing, there's actually a portion of this where they talk a lot about gun violence. And a lot of that is leading up to his cousin's, really? uh, yeah, his cousin's death in and, uh, in Chicago that, which happened just like weeks, a couple of weeks after he got there. And, um, and there was and you would so you would think that would also lead up to the return uh, uh, to Miami and then and maybe mention that Stoneman Doug no mention no mention of that at all really it's just it's just interesting some certain things that, that you would think really are amazing parts of the story so yeah like particularly um, the, they, the they, stuff they left with
2: the, his knee in, in that Indiana series is like I don't know For for me guys like that's one of the most important turning points of his career when he's yelling at Spo, what was it, game three, where he couldn't get anything going. He looked like he could not play basketball anymore. And then comes out in game four and looks awful for a half. LeBron gets mm-hmm. him a dunk. And then from that point on, he just absolutely torches them and the Celtics because he continued on the next series. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. that That's like, to me, that's one of the snapshot Dwayne Wade stretches of his career. Mm-hmm. Kai is brimming with passion for Dwayne Wade. <laughs> if, this, if this was a Chris Middleton documentary, <laughs> Kai would be all over this.
1: Look, man, I would be in it. <laughs>
2: they did <laughs> review you. <laughs> Chris Middleton
1: stan. Listen, I've been saying for years. I remember that first article for The uh, Kai is
2: going to come in like the Captain America meme with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm here to talk to you about Chris Middleton, man. <laughs>
2: I love how everyone like if, if there's anything positive about Chris Middleton, you get tagged.
1: Look, I took my lumps. I earned that one.
2: Listen, you've been through a lot. You've 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 one hundred percent earned it. Um, all right, guys, Kristen, I want to ask you before you go. What is your preferred playoff matchup? Because like I think that the defense, like we're gonna we have to start looking out as to how this is all gonna play out.
3: I mean, realistic Indiana.
2: Realistic. <laughs> you prefer Indiana over Philadelphia?
3: I mean, of, of course. Yeah. With
2: with this new Ben Simmons news that Ben Simmons is going to be out for an undisclosed amount of time, that there's possibly some sort of botched back going on, so it'd be mm-hmm. a, a Ben. Oh,
3: so, so now we're going to get Joel Embiid surrounded by a bunch of shooters? <laughs> <laughs> now you really don't want it. You think there's a tank for the sixth seed? <laughs> I mean, uh. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay, uh, obviously, I mean, obviously the Sixers, just because of the general dysfunction they have, and the, the Heat definitely seem to have their number the last few games, and Ben Simmons does help that team, no matter how many jokes we, you know, we have at his expense, he's a valuable player, and them losing him should ultimately hurt them, unless they can get some serious contributions from the other guys. You know, this, it could be one of those situations of addition uh, by subtraction, but... I don't know. I, uh, it's it's hard to lose a high-quality defender like Ben Simmons and, and have your team hold up the same.
2: I I agree with you. I think the Philly matchup is pretty good for them. I, I don't think that, like I said, I, I don't think they'll be able to get to the to the Indiana matchup. And I don't even know if I'd prefer it over the Philly matchup just because of how well Miami's played against them and all the different things that they can do. And just Sponsor's such a better coach than, than Brent. Brown. that i know that he's been coached by him in the playoffs before but I, I don't think that'll happen it's not
3: a safe bet that it'll happen again i mean yeah i, I hope i hope we face philly we beat philly i want that i want that smoke we trade for joel Embiid. i want all of it over it's the perfect he, timeline he's we're getting everybody bad <laughs> yeah, everyone i mean him beal, beal we're gonna make beal happy Beal looks so upset man he i feel so sad. bad for him okay i really gotta go it but wasn't you guys
2: you uh, love you buddy It was uh, it was sad here tonight though. I don't know how much Bill would want to be here.
3: Can't be be
1: worse than when he's dealing (laughs) with Washington.
2: Braskin, you name three other wizards.
4: Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, I probably could. Okay, let's let's try this. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it. Um, (laughs) God, God, can you? John, does John Wall count? No no. <laughs> Shabazz, Shabazz, Shabazz. Heat life or Shabazz. He's on there, right? He is. There we go. Yeah. He like oh, and and the uh 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 the guy who just lit it uh the only reason I know this name is because he lit us the fuck up. Uh Bertanz.
2: Yes. So, He's good.
4: Boom. That's uh, one more. There's one more he,
2: there's another famous heat killer on that roster.
4: Oh god. Oh, well, okay, okay.
2: You sound like you're drunk over the toilet.
4: I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be doing, this is not the show I wanted to be doing tonight. I want to be lighting up. I didn't even have one Cleveland insult tonight. That's like my bread and butter. You weren't saying anything. We're naming Because how the fuck can I insult? They fucking came back. We were up 19 points going into the fucking fourth quarter. How can I like no man? Oh God, Larry Nance Jr. Fuck that guy! I hate that guy. That that foul on on Dra- that, that he pushed him, and then Dragic got the tech. Oh, God, don't even give me fucking so. And 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 okay, Ruby Hachimura. And I only know that name because you would not
1: shut up about him. How did you transition from Larry Nance that rant right back into? Just... Wizards trivia. I don't <laughs> know. i just
2: Ian Mahimi, pleasantary heat Killer Oh, yeah. Garrison
1: Matthews, what are we doing here? I know, man. Right, Come on. I'm Thomas right. Bryant. Not...
2: I'm
4: not feeling it, man. I
2: don't
1: care. Reflexing. I, <laughs> I,
2: I can't it. name another wizard.
1: <laughs> Troy Brown Jr. Uh... Ish Smith. All right, Isaiah
2: Thomas is traded. Yeah. Oh, my we God. That was, uh, that was masterful. <sighs> My mom gave uh, Larry Ness Jr. stood up and gave him double middle fingers as uh as he as he as his putback was late uh to win the game. That she is She stood wonderful. up and said "fuck you" and double middle fingers
4: at him. I am buying her a drink at Brian's wedding.
2: Oh my god, it's open bar. So,
4: could <laughs> you imagine
2: if Brian didn't make that open bar?
4: Oh my god, I, I I'd be very disappointed. Could
2: you imagine if Brian had done that during like an important heat game? <laughs> Like Heat Celtics or some shit.
4: <laughs> are we still recording? Yes, of course we are. Oh, my God. Okay. Did you think we were done? I don't know. Did you think that rant was off air? I, no, no, no. Good rant. Oh, God. It is
2: great. No, like, man, like, losses like that are frustrating. And, and it sucks because, Nikias, I think we're similar in this situation. That, like, I think we've been very cautious about how to talk about how good this Heat team has been because Mm -hmm. I think all the data has suggested that they're not as good as their record and they have clear issues like the defense that was slipping that it just doesn't there's not like a clear way to fix it and then now the injuries have really compounded all their issues um, and it's just flown like too far the other way but like this is obviously like like a horrific loss and they shouldn't be losing to them and it's really confusing and frustrating to watch them lose to Atlanta and and this Cleveland team in the same damn week.
1: It's ugly, but ultimately, I mean, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still probably going to end up with home court unless the bottom just completely falls out. And they're going to have a pretty good shot at winning a first-round series. And I think before the year, a lot of people said second-round exit was a success. So I think you take that if that's what it ends up being. Like I feel like a lot of the – at least for me, a lot of the criticism is all through the lens of, okay, what does Miami need to do to succeed in the playoffs? And so that kind of, um, because of the question that they do have, it sounds a lot more negative than it should be because overall Miami has still had a very good season. Yeah. So I don't think there should be a lot of stress to this.
4: No, I, okay. My, my take on that is um, I'm not sounding the alarm as everyone is, is doing out there. Everyone's, you know, jumping off of things on Twitter and shit, and, and everyone's freaking out. And I'm just, I'm at the point, I'm not like freaking out. I'm just annoyed. I'm really annoyed. We've seen enough of these. And I mean, now's the time they're supposed to be making up. Um, uh, they, I mean, the they play a string of of lesser teams. And if you do, you guys remember early in the season how we would beat up on bad teams, and we're, we're like, fuck. When is the last time we felt this? This feels pretty good. And then you know they lose to some good teams, and it's like, well, hey, they're good. But this is like unacceptable. I mean, even th- this Atlanta felt bad. Atlanta felt real bad. But you know what? At least Atlanta had a had a player that scored fifty points. You know, when a team has a, has a player go off like that, it's like, well, yeah, player scored fifty points. How the hell with this Cavs roster? How did this happen? I mean, that's just—I'm just annoyed. Um, and I'm—and I guess the only sort of panic I have is just we don't know when some of these guys are going to be back. I mean, if listen a week from now, if we get Myers, Leonard, uh, we get Hero, and we get especially get Jimmy back, I'm going to be feeling a lot better going into this stretch of lesser teams. Um, and I think we're going to make up some ground. And you know, who knows? I hear Boston's... i haven't really looked at their schedule. I hear Boston's schedule is sort of the inverse of ours coming up. They actually play some tougher teams. Mm-hmm. So, and and is Kemba still out? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the last game with Jason Tama didn't really matter, but, um, you know, we, it's the, listen, man, the three seed is still in play if we can just get our shit together. But it's just at this point, I've seen too many of these this season. I thought we were past this and it's just annoying.
2: So kind of run through what you're saying, Brass. Celtics have yeah. the Blazers, Jazz, Rockets, Nets. Cavs, Jazz, Thunder, Pacers, Bucks, Wizards, Bulls, Knicks, Raptors, um, Nets, Wizards. So it's like it's it's kind of a yeah. mix but they have some tough teams, They the Heat, it's, the, it, they play the Heat twice, the Bucks twice.
4: her um, and ours, but so, you know. Mm.
2: The Raptors once, the Thunder once, the Jazz twice. So some some and the Rockets once who are red hot since uh PJ Tucker's been
4: thrown into the meat grinder. It, it just it sucks because you know Riley really kind of went all in and and you know did this this trade to get Iguodala they didn't really go and, and all in, though like all in no would have been you're, no you're, you're absolutely you're right you're absolutely right you're absolutely right all in was not the the thing to they say put a foot on, he put a foot in the water well yeah and he put justice under the water basically <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was kind of what happened there and and so that that sucks you know to say hey because you can make the argument all right. You know, Justice Winslow, he might not play the rest of the season, but but we're gonna put our foot on the gas here and we're gonna really try to make this year happen. Um and then if that if that kind of falls short, if we can't make it out of the first round and we gave up justice for it, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna really hurt. Um but then again we did get off a couple poor contracts. So I mean, you know, it wasn't all bad, but at the end know. of the
2: day, they're playing for twenty twenty one. Right, so they want twenty twenty one flexibility, and they were ahead of schedule. I don't think the Heat thought they were going to be this good. Fans certainly didn't think that they were going to be this good. Um, very few people even had him at the three seed uh, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. That was like the sexy kind of sleeper pick, but people didn't know this. Right, so they're they're really ahead of schedule with all their all their winning, all their success. So even if they have a hard fought first round series that even if it doesn't get them out of of the first round, like, I don't think we can look at this season as a failure. Like they've, you have guys like Kendrick Nunn and Tyler hero that you're developing. Bam has taken a leap. Um, you know, there's a lot of positive that has happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Jason Tatum just really started taking a leap mid season. Who's to not say that that doesn't happen for Bam in March or, or whatever. Like, or even early next year, so
4: no question. I, this, I mean, this season is. It's
2: I'm crazy. still having
4: a good. I'm still having a good time, man. I'm just miserable right now because tonight wasn't got, fun,
2: but the season at large has right.
4: been fun. Well, three quarters was great. Three, I mean, it was. I was loving. Time, it. Baby. I mean, this really. I mean, you're talking seven quarters in a row of just yeah greatness. The just deep I deep loved deep it. Deep I was deep deep. like, oh man, this is this is great. But yeah. It's just a bummer, but no, you're right. Uh, listen, there's a lot of positive stuff here. There's a lot of positive stuff here. I mean, Duncan Robinson has just been unbelievable, and yeah, none. I mean, the guy, this, this guys, you just didn't think were going to be a thing. And Bam is unreal. Bam's unreal. He's unbelievable. Nakias, you said it yourself. You tweeted it yourself tonight. You know what sucks for Bam? He's is in that, the discussion. He's, he's in the discussion for the top 15. your
2: conversation or even all, all NBA defense, even though he's that kind of talent on defense, but – the team has just not been good on that end, but he'll, yeah. he'll get his chance. He'll, he'll be in the conversation for Depoy and, and all defense soon enough when
1: they get this right. Yeah, it's a to stacked field for the all defensive team and the all NBA teams. I'm not sure if Bam makes one, but uh, he's been worthy. And I think even if you felt like Bam was going to blow up a little bit this year, because Hassan Whiteside was out of there. I don't know if anyone anticipated this kind of a breakout. he built to his game weekly.
4: When does he get the green light to shoot? Or does he have it and he just doesn't shoot?
1: I feel like at this point he hasn't he just doesn't yet. I don't
2: think he's there as a shooter, and I don't think he's really there as a ball handler either. Like I think it's really to work in the half court, I think he needs a tighter handle that he just doesn't have yet, which is fine. Like he's a big and this is gonna take some time to develop.
4: He's wide open for three sometimes and just doesn't take him.
2: I'd like him to take it, but I think that also so Yes and no. So what we do with Westbrook, like Westbrook takes a lot of threes when he's open and everyone gets mad at him because he's not good at them. Right. And then Ben Simmons is the complete opposite that he just never takes them, even though he's not good at them. So you kind of need to strike a balance of like, I'm not a good three point shooter, but taking the shot has some value because I have to be guarded.
4: Um, Did Russell Westbrook ever win the skills challenge?
5: (laughs) Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?